You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. Chris Raybon of the Action Network joining us in just a bit to make his picks, his six-pack of best bets for the Week 13 Sunday schedule. First, we've got to talk a little bit about this Steelers-Ravens game that actually finally happened. This football season has been extremely different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, the scout, Matt Williamson, a must-follow at Williamson NFL. And Matt, now that this game has finally happened, Wednesday Ooh. afternoon, I tuned in, and I hated it. I just hated the whole vibe of the whole <laughs> game. I was like, this is this has a Mac feel as yeah. uh and it was funny because mike tomlin the during the week talked about his mac players and be like yeah this this will feel natural for them i didn't like it i did not like nfl on wednesday afternoon i have to admit no it threw me all off it threw me off all week it threw me off that day i mean uh, i hope it's not a trend obviously boy it, it was bad too i mean i don't want to blame i'm not going to blame the constant changes the schedule changes the throwing of these teams off that's as bad as Pittsburgh has played in a very long time. I mean, Baltimore was highly depleted. Of course, many more guys in, 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 besides Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the Steelers were without Connor and Pouncey and Tuit, and that, that's big, and they actually lost Bud Dupree in this game. But, man, it was muffed punts, so many drop passes, poor tackling. It, it was maybe the most upset or angry that I've seen a Tomlin press conference in a long time and far and away the most angry I've seen a Tomlin press conference after a win. I mean, yeah. I think they asked him, you know, so what was the problem with the red zone? And he's like, cause we sucked. <laughs> like, and he was hundred percent right. They played as bad as possible. And if they would have played just about any other team on any other day, they'd have got beat bad. Yeah, you mentioned Bud Dupree. He looks like he's going to be out for the year now. Um, looking at the Steelers' offense, Benny Snell's the one that got most of the work, 16 carries. There was some thought that McFarland would be the guy there uh, and get a little bit more action and uh, just not much going there. They don't there. run much. Yeah, and, and really they haven't been getting much going on the ground all year, right? Which is maybe something that could be a problem for them going to forward going forward here as the, as the weather gets colder and into the playoffs. Um but they did hold on to win. Pittsburgh beating Baltimore 19-14. Robert Griffin the third. This is troubling for Griffin, right? Because anytime he gets an opportunity, he gets hurt anyway. So it's like he can't ever get any traction with his career. And he got hurt in this game. And he said after the game, he thought that they had a chance to win if he didn't get hurt. We get to see a little bit of Trace McSorley there who did throw a touchdown pass and uh, in one of his two completions out of six attempts. But really just, uh, the, I mean, the whole thing was out of sync, and I, I didn't really get the feeling yeah. that either team was going to win, even though I knew somebody had to win at some point, and the score sort of bears that out at 19-14. And just the overall vibe and everything that happened in this game, uh, I hated it, and yeah, you're right. I hope we don't see any more of these Wednesday games. No. I mean, it's even goofy. Steelers' next game is at 5 o'clock Eastern on Monday. Yeah, another afternoon game. (laughs) Right, right. 
and I'm not being a Steelers apologist, but they've had to shuffle their schedule a lot, really to no fault of their own you know, after the Titans things and this. And um, I, I, again, I'm not blaming that for how poorly they played, but it was a bad product on the field yesterday. And look, even before this, the Ravens were not playing to the level that we all expected and a little bit disjointed no. on offense. And now sitting there at six and five, they're they're in the playoff picture, obviously, but they they wouldn't be in the playoffs if it ended today. They wouldn't even be the eight seed if they somehow became no. eight seeds in the playoffs. They're actually losing the tiebreaker to the Raiders, who are also six and five right now. So uh, the Steelers handling their business, still unbeaten and still at the top of the AFC playoff picture. But Baltimore needs to, uh, I mean, they need to do something not only to have championship aspirations, but just to get in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. They're on the outside looking in. I'm not sure if Lamar, now they play on Tuesday this week, talk about more craziness. I don't know if Lamar will be cleared and healthy to go by Tuesday or not. I would imagine you'll get a lot of guys back, though, Andrews and Ingram and Dobbins. But you're right. I mean, you can't really blame this game aside, COVID or anything like that, for you know Baltimore on the outside looking in in the playoff race. They've had some injuries. O-line injuries have been a big deal. But they have not played well either. They're going to have to get a streak together. But of all the teams that are kind of in that mold, I could see them finishing the season hot. And luckily for Baltimore, their schedule looks pretty nice the rest of the way. They do get the Cowboys Tuesday. Then they have they're at the Browns, which is uh, a Monday night or the following week, which is a big game. It's a huge game. That's the only like massive game left on the schedule. They have to win a lot of these games, but a lot of them are very winnable right now. The Browns well ahead of um the, the Ravens in the standings. But then after that, they've the got Baltimore Jacksonville. Wiped the floor with them early in the season. Right. And and then after that, that Browns game, they've got Jacksonville, New York Giants, and Bengals. So Cowboys, Jags, Giants, Bengals. Even if they lose the Browns game, they're going to have a pretty good record here and, and likely something in the 10-win area, which will probably get them in. But the Browns game will really go a long way into helping them uh, solidify that playoff status. They have one lo- or, f- or five losses right now, right? Uh, six and five, yes. Six and five. I mean, they look like a 10 and six team at worst with that schedule. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, silver lining for Baltimore, even though the season hasn't gone as they had hoped so far, sitting at third place in the AFC North at six and five. All right. Good stuff. Let's get to these Sunday games now. And and finally, we get to stop talking about the Steelers and the Ravens, Matt. Let's chat with Chris Raybon of the Action Network, who he likes in his week 13 Sunday six pack. Man, I was hitting a wall. Wednesday, trying to to get through that Wednesday afternoon football. It just didn't feel right. And if you're hitting a wall, I've got the thing for you. You can break through that wall with Built Go. Whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take one and a half ounce packages. It's energy, protein, B vitamins, honey, and a little kick of caffeine to get you going. And it's small, easy to carry, easy to take. Put it in your briefcase, put it in your golf bag to power you through the back nine have your most focused presentation at work ever put it in your car just stick it in your pocket built go is the best workout gel on the market too it's like having an energy drink without that same crash of this overly sugared caffeinated beverage much healthier for you because it's natural and better for the body three delicious flavors peanut butter honey coconut chocolate and chocolate mint Go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. 
after a one-week hiatus, I hope, Chris, you had a very happy Thanksgiving, and, and I hope everybody else had a nice holiday season. The holiday is wrapped up now. We finally had our final Thanksgiving game Wednesday with the Steelers and the Ravens, but let's take a look forward now at week 13. There's no Thursday game this week, but we're looking at Sunday anyway, and Chris Rabon of the Action Network joins us once again to make his six-pack of best bets. Chris, how are you, man? I'm good. Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to you guys and everyone out there. Hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, stayed safe. Hopefully this week's games remain as scheduled. Let's jump into it. Who do you like first in your week 13 Sunday six pack? So this is one that, uh, you know, in my personal models, uh, my number was the farthest off from the market. And I think that's true for, for most of the guys here at Action Network or, or most people that are doing this. Uh, and that's the Arizona Cardinals uh, plus three against the Los Angeles Rams. And the Cardinals are on a four game against the spread losing streak. So I think the market uh, is a little bit down on them, uh, depending on what number you got it at. They may have covered against the Bills for you in that Hail Mary uh, game. But uh, the reason I like the Cardinals here is that I think this game should be closer to a pick um, you know, that that against the spread losing streaks, obviously inflating the number. We know Kyler Murray was uh, a bit banged up, um, only three design runs over the past two weeks. He was averaging uh, around five or, or six per game prior to that. Uh, so I think he's getting healthier and we should see that element uh, back. But why I really like the, the Cardinals in this spot uh, is you look at the Rams and what could give them trouble. And it's mistakes from Jared Goff. It, you know, you don't have Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. The four teams that the Rams have lost to, all blitz-happy teams. Miami, uh, top three in blitz rate. Buffalo, top eight. Uh, and then the Niners twice, they are uh, 11th in terms of how frequently they blitz. And the Cardinals are top five in blitz rate as well. And that's how you beat this Rams team. They're, they're a very good team. We know they're going to show up on defense. But you see, you see it against San Francisco. You've seen it against Miami. Um, you know, when Jared Goff gets, you know, rushers coming at him, mistakes happen. He's got a, a passer rating uh, under 40, under pressure, just 4.2 yards per attempt. Arizona, uh, over the past three weeks, under six yards per pass attempt allowed to uh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton. And Cam Newton, that's not a big deal. But uh, the first two guys were having very good seasons before – uh, they kind of cross paths with this Cardinals defense. So like the Cardinals in this spot uh, on both sides of the ball, I think um, Kyler being, you know, getting working his way back to full health goes a long way to, to being able to uh, compete with this Rams team. So uh, like the Cardinals here, but mainly because I think they give Jared got trouble and this number uh, is just uh, off. I think it should be a pickle. Yeah, I think Kyler's health is critical here. I wish we knew a little more about it because he's not quite as willing to run not throwing the ball quite as well. I'm super excited to watch DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey. But in a close game like this one projects to be, the Rams special teams have been a big problem for them this year. That could be something to keep an eye on. And I know that there's a game between these two in the NFC West right now, but their point differential is basically the same too. I mean, I kind of feel like they're equal teams. 
Yeah, and I, I actually looked up in our Action Labs database uh, teams that are on these big against the spread losing streaks because I know for the casual betters out there, it's kind of one of those things where it's harder to get behind. So teams with a four to six game uh, against the spread losing streaks, such as the Cardinals uh, on a four game skid, uh, as long as their margin of victory is better, you know, negative four or better, which again, you just mentioned the Cardinals are, uh, you know, pretty good in that area. These those teams are 52, 28 and four against the spread uh, dating back to 2005, covering at a 65 percent clip uh, with any spread uh, plus three and a half or better. So plus three and a half or lower or the team is favored. Uh, those teams are covering at a 65 percent rate. Uh, it's generally the number just tends to be off because not because of anything truly real, but more so just the uh, recency bias uh, of the past results. I think you make a great point about Goff, and he's probably one of the most affected quarterbacks when it comes to pressure, and he's definitely trending in the wrong way with his season. As far as his personal performances, six interceptions in the last, basically the month of November, he threw six interceptions, only four touchdowns. Three of those came against the Bucks in that big win, so they had a couple wins in that month against Seattle and against Tampa Bay. Uh, but I don't know that Goff is the reason why, and he's definitely trending in the wrong direction right now and had a couple games with uh, quarterback ratings below 70. He was 52 rating, his worst of the year, last week against the 49ers and turned the ball over three times. He fumbled along with that uh, those two interceptions. So Goff going sort of in the wrong direction, and, it, and I'm having a tough time with this matchup because we, even though they're in the NFC West, we haven't seen these two teams play yet. They play twice in the last five weeks. So a lot to be determined in the NFC West, and uh, and I'm with you on this one. Getting points with the Cardinals feels like a little bit like stealing to me. And, and I wish uh, we had done the, uh, the pod last week because guess who was my first selection? Uh, last week, it was definitely those 49ers uh, as the underdogs uh, against the Rams in, in a game that I, I thought they could win. And they ended up sweeping the Rams. Uh, so we'll see. I like the 49ers this week, by the way. I know they're not in the slate, but uh, like them again against Buffalo in Arizona. Should be an interesting one. Yeah. The best team in Arizona, by the way. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've got the Cardinals plus three over the Rams. What's pick two in your Sunday six pack? The... Atlanta Falcons, second time in three weeks, uh, going back to them. Listen, their defense is playing really well. Uh, in that first matchup, they probably prepared for Jameis Winston quite a bit during the week. And then, of course, you know, it was the first game for Taysom Hill. That's advantage Saints. Now we've kind of seen, you know, eight quarters of Taysom Hill. Not quite as, as impressive or, or as difficult to deal with, I think, the second time around. But um, just kind of looking into the Falcons, uh, and what Raheem Morris has done, I mean, it's really impressive. They've they've cut their points uh, per game allowed down by about 10 points per game. Uh, Morris is blitzing a lot more. Guys are he's just using guys to their strengths more. Guys like Deion Jones, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal. Uh, they uh, uh, I can never pronounce this guy's name, but Teoti Mariner uh, is starting to give them some extra some some he's more a good player. Right. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I mean, I've been impressed with him and and just what he's actually giving them, you know, some semblance of a pass rush alongside Grady Jarrett. So uh, this is, a, you know, divisional games, always closer, always tough, tougher to cut to, to seal the deal the second time around. So uh, if that first matchup, we were kind of hoping, you know, there was going to be some some variance and some Jameis Winston, but didn't happen. But this time. Uh, you, you definitely have the advantage. It's advantage of Falcons in this spot. So 
Falcons plus three home dog against the New Orleans Saints. And looking at the under in that game as well, because I don't think the market has quite caught on to, to how good this Falcons defense is. And the Saints defense is really good as well. Is this the week the, that the Saints finally get tested with what they're doing at quarterback? Because I feel like it's not quite sustainable, even though they've won a couple of games. And obviously last week was absurd circumstances at the quarterback position. I think so. I think it's definitely going to be the stiffest test to date. Um, you know, I would never be as silly to go and say, oh, they're going to fail the test. You know, Sean Payton, I have so much respect for him that uh, I rarely bet against the the Saints, actually. But, um, you know, this is a good spot. This is actually Stucky's first pick, but I totally agree with it. Like, I think, you know, this is a spot, a good spot for the Falcons, home dog, people underrating their defense. And uh, <laughs> that was my second pick last week was the Falcons in a spot where even the big money guys were, were like steaming the Raiders last week. And, and you just looked at the Falcons. You're like, Hey, wait a minute. Like this is not a bad team at all. So uh, the wreck, don't let the record fool you. They've been a night and day difference under Raheem Morris, just playing a lot smarter. You're hundred percent right. And there is a misconception Oh, Falcons D it's not any good. Yeah. People just move on, but they're really playing well on that side of the ball. Yeah. And, and, and Matt, I would say that, you know, I was kind of going over this this morning, but I would say there's about somewhere between six and ten defenses that I think we have a certain perception of them. And because of these new COVID injured reserve rules, teams are kind of getting guys back and, and healthy yeah. and inserting them. And there's a few defenses that I, I think, yeah, they're, they're a lot better than I think people think. I mean, the 49ers, uh, the Titans. The, the, the Seahawks, like a lot of these defenses that were just decimated or just playing poorly, uh, I think are, are going to come on strong down the stretch. A couple of home dogs getting three points in the Falcons and Cardinals to start this off. Who's picked three in your Action Network Sunday six pack? Going with the New England Patriots. Uh, got them at plus one. Think they're minus one uh, on the market now. So that's some good line value there. Uh, we recorded this, uh, we recorded the pod on Wednesday night, but uh, the New England Patriots, listen, Anthony Wynn, you know, he's kind of shaping up like another one of these Dan Quinn type coaches, you know, players love him. He, he's going to do great during the week, get the guys motivated, great relationships with the players. But when it comes time to play the game and, and as the game progresses and it unfolds, uh, it's just not there. It's just not there for this team. Uh, they've somehow played 20 one score games since the start of last year. They played 20, 27 games, 21 score games. They are four and 16 in those one score games. That That's no, like those, those things usually regress to the mean, but this is, you know, there's a few coaches, Quinn. Uh, I think we saw it with Patricia too. Like this is not a coincidence and it, it usually gets worse and, and doesn't get a chance to get better, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll see, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to test this card uh, charger team uh, until they prove to me any different. Uh, and all I have to do in the, essentially is have the Patriots win this game. And, and by the way, who's the coach on the other sideline? Bill Belichick. So this is just a huge coaching mismatch. Yeah. Uh, also, home field advantage has really not been worth much this season in general. Probably about a point, uh, if that. So the books tend to overinflate that a little. But you look at the, the Chargers in L.A. and um, especially hasn't been worth anything to, to to win in these spots. Just seven and fourteen in LA as a favorite against the spread. Yeah, I mean this one jumps off the page to me. I mean the the what Belichick would do with that Chargers roster right now would be 
amazing. Like they're a much better team on paper. LA is than the Patriots, a better quarterback, even in my opinion at this point, but who's going to win the hidden yardage, the special teams, the, 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 the how to attack the opposing coordinators, um, all the, the calls and clock management. Like, yeah, it's going to be the Patriots. They're going to figure out a way to win. It's yeah. inexplicable, really, too. Like, Clock how are the yeah. Chargers this bad? Justin Herbert is not only killing it this season on his way to winning Rookie of the Year, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league against pressure. So yeah, you have yeah. a quarterback playing well against pressure, all this talent at receiver, uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, you have talent as well, and yet just can't put it together. That's bad. Yeah, the Chargers finding a way to win. The Patriots continually for 20 years finding or the Patriots find a way to win. The Chargers yeah. finding a way to lose. And so uh, that's that's definitely where you yeah. want to put the money. All right, let's keep this going with the second half of the Action Network Sunday Six Pack with Chris Raybon. And I think one of the teams coming up might surprise you. Three more to go. Pick four in your Sunday Six Pack, Chris, is? The Detroit Lions plus three at... The Chicago Bears and the Chicago Bears. I want to bet are, against both those teams. Right. I know, right? You, <laughs> yeah, well, here's a, is an option. If you don't want to take the Lions uh, straight up against the spread, uh, they're a great teaser team because you could tease them up to like plus nine. And the Bears haven't beat anybody by more than seven this year. So the Lions are actually a great oh. teaser team uh, th- this week as well. But uh, going with them, we, we do see a bump. We see a, 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 an improvement in performance in the first game following a coaching change. And I think this will especially be true of the Lions because a lot of a, a good portion of that locker room had issues with Matt Patricia. And sure. I think you see kind of the best effort out of this team. And, um, you know, another team where, listen, the defense is, you know, they're dealing with some injuries, but uh, you look at the defense and, and who they lost and, they, they uh, Trufant just goes on injured reserve, but he was playing horribly this year. Uh, I think they're actually better off with uh, another guy whose name is really difficult to pronounce, but uh, Oruwarie. Oruwarie. Uh, yeah. cor- Rookie, yeah. Yeah, yeah at corner. And then uh, you got Roberts coming back. Uh, Okuda, we'll see about him. But uh, you kind of look up and down that defense, and you still got, uh, you know, Griffin, and, and you got some pieces there. Harmon playing well. So, uh, it's not a bad defense, even though you kind of look on paper and some key guys are out. And this Bears offense, I mean, the, the Bears, Tremendous. yeah, it's it, you just you're just kind of betting against them at this point. And you know, the defense, we know it's going to show up, but you're you're getting points here. Like the Bears, not only have to win a game, which they haven't done over the past five now, is it five games? I think they're on a losing streak. At uh, least, yeah, yeah. And not only have they not won, but like they have to win this game by more than a field goal to, to cover this spread or, or, you know, so uh, just taking the value here with the lions. And, and again, we do see an uptick in against the spread performance and, and you know, straight up performance uh, uh, following a coaching change. I don't know that I'd take the bears to beat the jets by a field goal. <laughs> right. Yeah. The jets might have a better offense than the bears. That's right going now. too far. I mean, that's where they're at. By the way, uh, I know we don't do this on the pod, but uh, on, on the action, Network pod. We also do our favorite money line uh, underdog of the week, and uh, I think this is the week wow. for the Jets. I think this is. I think this is the week wow. the Jets get their one win. Oh, wow. uh, nice. remember the Raiders last year coming in to Jersey six and four negative point differential. I believe very similar to this year. 
Jets romped them 34 three. Uh, this, this is a spot where, you know, Jets have their, you know, they have some receivers healthy now. Darnold, everyone's down on him because he had the bad game against Miami, but Miami's a really good defense. Yep, uh, yeah. th- th- this is kind of not that big of a mismatch, especially with Josh Jacobs banged up and the Jets playing good run defense. So I think this may be, may be the week, just, just throwing that out there. Wow. Well, I think you'd probably take Jets plus eight and a half then, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got some Jets <laughs> plus eight and a half, but I also, uh, I, I also got some money line. I nice. like that one. And my theory has been all along that they don't want to make a coaching change. Joe Douglas, he's too smart of a GM. I'm all about Joe Douglas. He doesn't want to make that coaching change because he doesn't want that bump and doesn't want that win accidentally for the Jets. And so we'll see if that happens this week, even with uh, Adam Gase. I know he's on the hot seat. I know he's not going to be their coach next year, but uh, I think it's a smart move to not make that change during the season for the Jets, unless they've got that number one pick all locked up and I knew Chris you were going to take the Lions after the coaching change I think you've taken every team after a coaching change this season yeah, I think you've won all of them yeah I mean you have history on your side as far as um, you've seen a, an uptick in these teams post coaching change both immediate and you know for the rest of the season uh, and that's what you're trying to do this time of year you know find these little edges you know sometimes you find it in, in a change that the kind of goes unnoticed um, you know a lot of the defense is getting better and in this case we got the coaching change all right, where are we at? I think we're on number five. And the Jets wasn't one of your six-pack, though, right? It was not. It okay. was the money line. So we have a different segment uh, where we do like a fa- uh, favorite money line underdog. Gotcha. Sometimes they, they, you know, overlap. But uh, in this case, went, uh, you know, it's high variance. So didn't didn't go Jets on the spread because they could still lose by like 40. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> going with the and, – and here's an ugly one. Uh, this is pro- one of the ugliest ones I think we've done this year. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals Whoa. plus mm. 11 and a half. At Miami, and this is another one of these. It's just a kind of a, one of these bets that it's about the number because the total is 42 and a half, 43. Miami's favored by 11 and a half, they have to win by 12 to cover, and it's just extremely difficult to do that in uh, you know, a game that's projected to be low scoring. And we've seen, you know, we know what Miami is they, they're good on defense, they're good on special teams. Bengals actually pretty good on special teams as well, yeah. uh, but. Uh, you look at Miami in that game against the Jets, they, they, they win, they score 20 points. They, they lose to the Broncos a couple of weeks ago uh, with Tua, who may start this game. We don't know. He's practicing on a limited basis, uh, but uh, they score 13, I believe, in that one. So this Miami team's not necessarily going to light up the scoreboard. I think the Bengals are another defense that um, they're not quite probably as bad as public perception uh, William Jackson, you know, they can use him on Parker tight end will, you know, Gesicki will probably be the biggest issue uh, for them to cover, but uh, just the number is just too big for this type of game. And uh, you look back historically uh, road underdogs with uh, a spread of plus 11 or greater uh, when the total is 46 or below. So what you would consider a low total in this day and age, this 100, really yeah. right. Yeah. It's a 42 and a half, uh, 163, uh, with one push, 61% against the spread uh, over the past two decades uh, for, for big underdogs in this spot. So uh, it's a it's a play that most people won't make, and that's kind of why the books hang that number out there. Uh, but the, the Bengals are definitely the right side uh, in this one. You just need them to kind of keep it competitive uh, against this Dolphins team. And I think the fact that they're decent on special teams actually helps um, You know, just kind of equalize it a little bit. You don't expect Brandon Allen to do too much, but uh, – Bengals still do have some some decent receiving weapons, uh, you know, to to get a score or two, uh, hopefully. But uh, yeah, the, the the trends are. This is another one where the trends are just in your favor, uh, overwhelmingly so. 
you make some strong cases and you know i think miami's really light on weapons outside of parker i'm just not sure if the Bengals can get the 10 points against these guys yeah and that's that's always a concern when you're betting a game sure. like this but you know <laughs> i think i said it on the pod it's like this game could end 17 to six, for example, when you cover. So, right, you know, right. it's one of those spots where you're just, and, you know, choosing between only the Sunday games, you know, takes a few off the slate. So you're just kind of looking for the best value, the six best values here. Uh, and I think the Bengals uh, qualifies. I like how you had to let everybody know it was going to be an ugly pick before you made that pick. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I kind of have a sense for the picks that like, you know, most people would probably never even think about if if we weren't talking about it. But that's the beauty of betting though, right? I mean, if you give me enough, enough money or enough points, (laughs) it's all feasible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I immediately said that. As soon as you said Bengals, I'm like, no way. Chris is crazy. (laughs) Then you talk it through. I mean, 11 and a half is a lot. Yeah, and I think you might have been right the first time. You didn't give him give us enough money and, and enough points. Yeah, go bet anything. But no, yeah, seriously, um, you know, this is just really difficult for uh, a favorite to cover. And let's keep in mind, this is Miami we're talking about. Uh, they've been favorites under floor as what, like three, four times. Uh, for them to be a favorite by eleven and a half points uh, is, is a is a lot of points. Like that's just you know when you kind of step back and think about it against any team. I mean, the Bengals lost by two to the Giants. You know, how did they stay in it? They got a special team score, and that's another well coached team. Kind of you know like the, a, a poor man's version of the uh, of the uh, of the Dolphins. You know, defense playing overachieving, uh, well coached by a former Belichick disciple. Bengals keep it within two with a, with a score of eight. That, that's what you're looking for here. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of these Thursday shows where, kind of like you said, like Miami's going the right way as an organization, but are they in the point where they should be 11 or 12-point favorites over anyone yet? You know, they still aren't exactly dripping with talent. Exactly. It's a tough number for even, like, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they go up by, what, you know, 20 points, and they they, they end up not covering last week against the Bucks. That's a good Bucks team, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a tough number for any NFL team to cover. Let's finish it strong, Chris. Do you have to let our listeners know before you make this last pick so they don't drive off the road? Or is this the one that they can uh, they can <laughs> swallow a little bit easier when they first hear the team you're betting on? I mean, I might drive off the road first, but uh, Carson Wentz and the Eagles plus nine mm. at Green Bay. Uh, listen, Carson Wentz, we know he could ruin this. Uh, no one's. I mean, how, how, how funny was it on uh, uh, Monday Night Football just watching the uh, commentators try to explain away what the hell is going wrong with, with Carson Wentz and that offense? Like, well, the, the receivers are taking three days to get open, and and, and and the line is not good, and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of everything in Philly, but this is not about their offense. Uh, it's about you, there's a, there are certain spots where you can reliably expect to bet against the Packers. You know, there's not many spots. And usually they don't come when the Packers are at Lambeau either. But the Eagles defense one of the top teams in terms of pressuring the quarterback uh, and they do it w- without sending extra blitzers. Jim Schwartz generally will rely on his four man pressure. They'll drop into coverage on the back end. Uh, those are the teams that if you've been paying attention over these past couple of years, uh, especially with this Matt LaFleur offense, those are the teams that have had success against uh, the green Bay Packers. I think San Francisco immediately comes to mind but you know even that slow second half against the Colts or or that you know disaster against the Bucks um those, these are the type of teams and uh the Eagles on a three game straight up losing streak another spot that you just tend to see inflated numbers in the market uh underdogs on three game losing streaks dating back to 
uh, over the past two decades are 170, 123 with nine pushes uh, against the spread, 58%. And because always, always wary about betting against Aaron Rodgers, I went and checked to see, uh, you know, I, I opened a filter on our a- Action Labs uh, database and, and checked, you know, for the quarterbacks. And guess who the most profitable quarterback to bet against with a team that's on a three-game straight-up losing streak? It, it's Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Teams are 7-1 and one against Aaron Rodgers, uh, against the spread. Uh, six of those have come at Lambeau. The only coach, the only team not to cover uh, when they were on a three-game losing streak uh, against – Aaron Rodgers as an underdog was Dan Quinn. Hmm. Chris, what do I have to do to get my hands on that Action Labs database? <laughs> you just go out. You can you can subscribe. You just go to uh, action uh, actionnetwork.com slash action labs or just Google Action Labs and uh, you'll see all the information you need. But yeah, it's it's really sure. invaluable to help yeah. you uh, kind of sort through trends uh, really quickly and it, it gives you uh, matches and alerts. So like anytime, like something like that, like anytime a team is on a three game losing streak, that will immediately pop up in, in you know, for, for me for that week. So I, you know, I won't even have to go digging for it or anything like that. So yeah, it's really cool. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I bet people are sitting there thinking like, yeah, I'd love to subscribe, but I'm not going to search for, I'm not going to filter everything out for three game losing streaks on the road after Thanksgiving, after a Wednesday night game, you know, when, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get what I should have wanted for Christmas and got it, you know, like if it just pops up and tells you, Hey, yeah. here's a trend, go bet it. Like, During the pandemic. Awesome. And, and, and yeah, I'll tell right, you this, like, right, right, right. <laughs> no, but like the thing is like, if you're putting enough money on, on any game, like you will actually go and like use the features to, to search through and, and just kind of gut check the, the situation you're doing. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's like, okay. you know, I don't want to just blindly bet on teams, you know, the, the first and foremost, I'm always betting on what I think is going to happen on the field. Like the, the reason, you know, we like the Eagles here is because they can get pressure and in, 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 without blitzing. So that's, but then you say, okay, you know, the market's probably also, you know, low on them because they're on a losing streak and then, Oh, but you know, Aaron Rodgers, tough guy to bet against. So let's go check that out. And uh, you, you do that and you see, Oh, this has actually been a, one of those spots where, uh, it's okay to bet against them. So, like, it, you know, it, it, it kind of comes together, and you, you can gut check before you uh, put any of your hard-earned uh, cash down on, on any team. Fantastic stuff, Chris. Find all of his work at the Action Network. You can check out the Action Labs database, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to go check that out right now. And the Action Network betting podcast with Chris and his co-host, Stucky, uh, where they make these picks originally. Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks for jumping on again and giving us your Week 13 six-pack. Likewise, guys. Good luck this weekend.